Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Therapy Show with Janice Lindstrom. I am Janice Lindstrom, the host and producer of this show. Today is Friday, March 11th, 2016, and I started this show uh, almost eight years ago now um, to talk about music therapy. Uh, so if you'd like to join in the discussion, call in 646-652-2850. You can also send me questions at or comments at heartbeatmusictherapy.net. Today is Journal Club, and normally for Journal Club, Dr. Megan Mascal joins me, and uh, this time she had something come up, and maybe if she has time, she'll join in, but uh, probably she'll, she won't be able to get out of her commitment that she has uh, in time. So I'm flying solo today with this Journal Club, and uh, I'm a little bit sad about that because I enjoy the perspective that Megan gives me, and it's always nice to have... Uh, someone else's opinions other than just my own to listen to and to grow from. So today I'm discussing the Journal of Music Therapy, Winter Edition 2015, Volume 52, Number 4. This edition uh, was a bit of a challenge for me. It's a focus, it's a a special issue, and its focus is on arts-based research. And I had the hardest time understanding what arts-based research was and what its purpose is. Um, So I consulted with a couple of my friends who aren't experts in arts-based research, but they attend some presentations on it or are um, giving some presentations on arts-based research. And I really appreciate Jennifer Townsend and Ming-Wan Lau for answering my questions and um, allowing me to explore some of my own thoughts your feedback. Um, I had to reread a couple of these articles and I feel like I have a little bit better understanding of arts-based research. Um, But let's jump in and discuss the articles as written. But understand that I don't know arts-based research very well. Uh, So it's important to understand the bias of the person when you're reading an article or listening to a podcast or reading a blog post. Understand the the author's perspective. That's mine. I don't understand arts-based research very well. But uh, the first article is the editorial by Jane Edwards. Uh, Dr. Edwards seems to be a pretty important expert on arts-based research and is mentioned in most of the articles in this edition as – assisting or advising or even co-authoring um, the other the authors of the other articles. So Dr. Edwards wrote, Getting Messy, Playing and Engaging the Creative Within Research Inquiry. Um, in, in this editorial, she suggests that as you're reading the edition, that you ask these questions what can the arts offer that other processes within research cannot? And how can the arts be integrated into research processes? And what might happen when they find and establish their place more strongly within healthcare research? Now, these are important questions. And one of the reasons I struggled with arts-based research so much is that I didn't understand what, um, what it meant. So after doing a lot of thinking and talking with my friends and getting some advice and um, 
just imagining, trying to to understand what this process was, uh, I thought of, uh, I guess, a corollary where um, I can listen to a piece of music or even play a piece of music or even draw a picture sometimes and uh, or just engage not in drawing something but just in in coloring or uh, drawing in a mandala or something like that where after doing those things I have a better ability to explain what my experience is or what my feelings are and arts-based research seems to me to be um where the art product, which would be a uh, like a poem or it could be a song or it could be a sculpture or a drawing or painting. Um, and so perhaps these things, that that's how we get more data. That, I don't even know that I'm understanding this, or explaining this very clearly. But think about if you think about how you can listen to a song lyric and say, yes, that's exactly what I'm feeling in this situation. It provides more information and helps to express that information. So I think for me, if I think of that example, I can somewhat understand arts-based research a little bit better. Um, So then her editorial goes on to explain the rest of the articles that are in this edition. And then, so this is a good editorial to read so that you can get a summary of what you, what the rest of the articles are um, and can get a general idea of what arts-based research is. And at the end, she invites you to consider how these approaches can enliven, support, and even extend your current practice. And, one of the reasons I like doing journal club is because I wanted to push myself to um, read the research that's being published and finding the research delivered to my door for being an AMTA member, I get these journals delivered to me. So that's the easiest way for me to start. I don't have to go anywhere to to find the research um, and eliminating those barriers is the best way to get me to actually do something. So, and then I, created these shows so that I would have a deadline, so to speak, to do it. I really think that if I didn't have uh, this journal club series in place, I would have dismissed all of the articles in this and just not read it at all. Um, But because I did impose this on myself, um, to do this journal club and to read all of the journals and, and schedule the date with Dr. Megan Maskell, uh, even though she can't be here, that pushed me to actually read the articles. And because I don't want to come on here and say, well, this is just not worth reading, that I don't feel, find that attitude to be valuable at all. So uh, it pushed me to really think creatively and um differently about how I might apply each of these articles in my practice. So that's what I strive to do when I read research. Even if it doesn't seem immediately applicable, I try to find some takeaway. All right, so the first, the next article after the editorial is called Performative Arts-Based or Arts-Informed, Reflections on the Development of Arts-Based Research in Music Therapy. And this was an article written by Dr. Allison Ledger and Dr. Triona McCaffrey, uh, 
I think it's important to note that Jane Edwards is from Australia. Dr. Ledger is from the UK. And Dr. McCaffrey is from Ireland. Uh, and all of these articles have been written by people that do not live in the United States, which I find interesting, number one, and uh, important from understanding the perspective of the author, number two. So this article reviewed arts-based research literature in music therapy. So apparently this is not a brand new thing. And it offered four questions for researchers who are developing arts-based research. The introduction to this article um, described how arts-based research has been used in music therapy and stated that it's primarily used by music therapists that practice in a music-centered or community-oriented or recovery-oriented approach. Um, I did have to have a dictionary handy, and I like to write the definitions of words I don't understand or can't remember the definition to in the margins because uh, I haven't used words like hermeneutic or epistemological since uh, grad school, which was quite a while ago. Um, so I did have to do that, and it's not my favorite way to read. Um, I prefer people that write in accessible ways. But sometimes I guess those words, uh, language is important, and I guess those words describe what they intend to say um, more succinctly, I suppose. Um, so the questions that they asked were, when should the arts be introduced and uh, in research specifically? Um, and their conclusion or their encouragement at the end of this exploration was to that researchers consider arts-based methods not only in the design phase, but also when traditional methods prove inadequate for answering the research questions. And when their, the research orientation permits changes to the original design. Um, the next question they asked is, which artistic medium is appropriate? Um, and they, within each of these sections, each author gives some examples based on their research that they did for their uh, PhD dissertations. And their conclusion or proposal was that the choice of the medium in music therapy research is not necessarily straightforward, meaning that it doesn't mean that arts-based research for music therapy has to be a musical product. Um, that's not entirely the case, and there's several examples of that. Uh, several factors might be called into play for deciding what medium is appropriate. Um, but they did say that they they think that providing a full explanation of what you choose and why when you're writing about your arts-based research is important. To, uh, you need to include the justification for why you chose the poem or the uh, play or the song. Um, the next question they asked was, how should arts be understood? Um, and their studies the two studies that they did for their dissertations concluded that the arts were viewed as a means of deepening or advancing knowledge 
rather than producing aesthetically pleasing artifacts. So the art in arts-based research is not for art's sake. It's not for aesthetics. It's for expressing data or communicating research findings. Um, and they found that reading arts-based research literature and talking to colleagues and supervisors were useful strategies for developing understandings and approaches with regards to the arts. And then finally their question is what is, or the question they recommend that you ask when engaging in arts-based research is what is the role of the audience? Um, a common rationale for using arts-based research is to make the research more accessible to a wider audience. Um, the audience can also bring about new insights and moods to an ongoing research process that was uh, found in an article that they um, cited in their references, Shin Shinstead 2012. Um, and then in their conclusions, they said that arts-based research provides new possibilities for thinking about knowledge and research and allows new ways of understanding and communicating music therapy practice. Um, the, it might be better understood as a flexible research strategy uh, instead of a, a methodology or an approach. And they suggested that instead of being prescriptive, about what arts-based research should be, they proposed a series of questions that would help music therapists who are considering arts-based approaches. Um, they encourage researchers to consider artistic media other than music and in line with the research context, uh, the people that are involved in making the art and how the art will be interpreted and understood. And they concluded the article by saying the uncertainty and ambiguity surrounding arts-based research might seem daunting to music therapists, especially those who have been trained within objectivist epistemological traditions. Now, that typically refers to um, randomized control trials and more of the traditional sorts of research that, that we understand the quantitative research. Epistemological traditions would be epistemology is the nature and scope of knowledge. Um, but they propose that music therapists instead celebrate the capacity of arts-based research to flexibly engage with human complexity. Um, and so my takeaway from this article was that... Um, it helps me to think a little bit differently. I do think that I can I can see that using art as the means to express data um, and and to do research and to support or communicate the findings of research um, it makes sense in an artistic field like music therapy. Um, because I do believe that music is important. Music is important, and therefore we can find information about ourselves as humans through music. And I would that does extend to the rest of the arts. 
right? We use poetry and uh, painting as a way to understand the human condition. At least that's my interpretation of it, or one one use of of the arts uh, or reason that it, that we have it and engage in it and need it. I mean, I do feel like it. Uh, the arts are necessary. I don't think they're a luxury. I think they're necessary. And so if if we believe that, then it makes sense that we would communicate our research in this way. I don't think – well, the other value to this article would be to help me, um, when I'm reading arts-based research, help me to interpret it and understand what I'm reading and to think critically about it so that I can see does it does the research I'm reading have these components that they suggest in it does it answer those questions and how right so if I'm consuming more art-based research then that would help me Uh, I'm unclear as to whether uh, or uncertain I guess as to whether this is the best way to communicate to other professionals but then there's also the argument that continues in our field is do we need to communicate to other professionals? And I think we do because we work we don't work in an isolation. But let's move on to the next article. This one was by Carolyn Kenny, Dr. Carolyn Kenny, uh, performing theory, playing in the music therapy discourse. Now, I struggled with this one a lot. In the abstract, uh, Kenny explains that performative writing is an art form that seeks to enliven our discourse by including the senses as a primary source of information processing. Okay, so she's giving us a performative writing in this article. Um, In the editorial that I talked about earlier, uh, Dr. Edwards said uh, readers who are, when she was talking about this article specifically, she cautioned that uh, readers who are not familiar with reading philosophy or have not encountered postmodern concepts in their research to date are encouraged to bring their curiosity and an open mind to their approach to this paper. So I attempted to do that. Um, I had a difficult time understanding this as research or why it belonged in a research journal. So what she did was uh, wrote, it feels like, kind of introspective journaling, perhaps, um, about her work. You know, she's well known for writing The Field of Play, which is a book that I studied in my graduate coursework. Um, And it introduces some pretty interesting concepts that I think influence how I practice. Um, But this article is essentially uh, imagined conversations with different people. Uh, It seems to be mostly people that either influenced her as she created or did her work with with respect to the field of play or people that have referenced her work, the field of play, or people that have perhaps critiqued her work, the field of play. Um, I did find this interesting. I did go and she... Like each conversation, she paired with a song selection from a Philip Glass soundtrack for The Secret Agent. And so I YouTubed these. I searched, I Googled all of these songs and tried to listen to them as I read them. And I will say that it did help me to make sense of the writing with the music when I was able to pair it. 
um, the I did as I was reading this, it did help me to think about the way that I provide music therapy and what happens in my sessions. Um, it also helped me think or or uh, pushed me to think about music therapy theory. Um, but I felt like this paper seemed to be a self-reflection and a response to what people have written or said about her field of play. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't understand it as research. I do think it's valuable. I'm not sure that the JMT is the place for it, but perhaps that's because I don't understand philosophical writing. I don't have a good um, background in reading philosophy, so maybe I don't understand it. And um, I don't understand performative writing. And I don't, I have a very limited knowledge of what arts-based research is. So um, that was my thoughts after reading that. I did struggle with it, and after a while, some of the um, recordings weren't available on YouTube, and some of them were repeated. So I don't know. I struggled with that article a lot. Um, All right, and then Simon Gilbertson. Oh, Carolyn Kenny is from Canada by the way. And Simon Gilbertson is from uh, Norway. He wrote the next article called Invisible Hands, The Matter and Making of Music Therapy. All right. This one uh, was written more in, well, with a format that I'm more familiar with for research. Okay. So it starts off with a background where he explains um, the background of the project that he writes about. And then there's a rationale, which includes a little bit, it looks a little bit more like a literature review that you might see in a regular or a more traditional um, journal article. And then there's a method, and he describes the participants and the research process. And then... um, he discusses the themes that emerge from the analysis. So what he did was he selected six music therapists and interviewed them about some of the work that they did. And um, he chose or asked them to tell, to think of a hand position that seemed um significant to them that they used in the session that they were talking about. And so then he had them insert the hand into this mold that would uh, allow him to cast a sculpture, I guess, of the hand, right? It's a body casting. Um, And as they were holding this position inside the, the substance that would harden, and then he could pour the cast, it would create the cast that he could, uh, or the mold that he created the cast from, um, he would ask them questions about the situation. And he did include the pictures of the the hand casts and the description of each moment that this hand position reflected, um, and then talked about the themes. So this is qualitative research, obviously, right? If you're exploring 
themes, and it actually uh, all of odds-based research seems to fit better with qualitative research than quantitative, uh, could perhaps, I guess, be used for mixed methods, I suppose. Um, and the themes that he came up with were pretty interesting. So, And if you think about it, when you create a specific motion or hold a position, a posture, your body actually helps you to recall that moment really well. So this is actually pretty smart for helping them to really delve into each specific moment that they're talking about. Um, and then he analyzed the scripts, I guess, of the, the transcripts of the interviews and came up with as emerging from all of the six interviews. Uh, the biographic hand where um, it shows that he said that under some conditions the hand can emerge from uh, it's usually not being thought about so he said calls it its usual invisibility to show how it engages with one's physical history um, and describes several examples of that from the interviews with uh, quotes from the interviews the body space place and time so um the hands inhabit and generate space and place that extend beyond a located physicality um and some of the material from the interviews showed that when the hand is placed at a particular uh, in the position at a particular point in time, it can reveal connections between the physical and what he calls the interpsychic space within the sessions. And there were some other themes: the plural hand. So the hand um, had it was doing a specific thing, like playing a chord, but then also um, supported the singing and. Um, so also helped the client that they were working with move into a particular space. Um, and there were a couple of other themes that were similar. So I found this challenging because it's hard for me to think of body casting as research, okay? It did, uh, it was written in a way that was a little more familiar, Um and I do know that from a neurologic perspective, holding a particular position or posture does help you to recall details about being in that moment or having that posture again, right? Um, so I guess my takeaway from this one is that uh, I thought I had the thought as I was reading this that maybe creating art in some form might help me process some of my sessions in a way that would be different um, from how I usually process them. Also, so which might reveal some more information or different information that I wouldn't have gotten about my client otherwise. I also think that um, this might be using this art creating uh, method would be uh, really appropriate to use in supervision. To help, because again, like I said, um, when I draw or sculpt or sing, sometimes um, it puts me 
in better touch with what I'm experiencing or feeling or thinking than just trying to recreate it verbally would be. And then I, after I do the art, then I seem to have a vocabulary to talk about the feeling or the experience. Um, whereas before I didn't really have the words or couldn't come up with the way to express what I was thinking or feeling. So it might be really good to use in, in uh, supervision for that reason. All right. The last article was uh, by Triana McCaffrey, the um, Irish author that wrote the, the second, co-wrote the second article, and uh, Dr. Edwards from Australia was the second author on this. And it's called Meeting Art with Art, Arts-Based Methods Enhance Researcher Reflexivity in Research with Mental Health Service Users. This article offered a rationale for arts-based research. Um, I tried to click, it had a, well, let me describe the article first. Um, It starts off with a sort of a lit review of arts-based research. And uh, she said that readers are encouraged to avoid creating an epistemological pigeonhole. Remember, epistemology is the study of of knowledge or the um, let me look up what I wrote. The philosophical, no, that's ontological, sorry. Oh, the nature and scope of knowledge. So readers are encouraged to avoid creating an epistemological pigeonhole for arts-based research as these artistic techniques and methods can be applied in any type of research study, whichever method or orientation is engaged. Uh, that's a quote from an article written by Edwards, or not a quote, it's a referenced from that um, they acknowledge the possibility that a profession with demonstrable social status anxiety may not readily embrace the creative option of arts-based research. Um, and she referenced an article by Einstein and Fornash that they describe this as fear that art is not enough and will not be understood, which I think is important for us as music therapists to think about. First of all, why do we think that art is not good enough and the work that we do is not good enough as it is, right? Um, Think about that inferiority complex that we seem to have, or social status anxiety. I like the way they worded that. Um, But so I think that's important for us to think about. Um, the next section was setting the scene. And so they, so the, the authors were trying to describe or offer this rationale for arts-based research and give an example um, through which they can de- explain arts-based research and why and the rationale for using it. So she describes her mental health program um, and how it came about that they would use arts-based research. So uh, they were engaging in, oh, they wanted to review some art that was created in um, a mental health setting, uh, some songs and drawings. But the consent that they had gotten um, did not include uh, having their products analyzed. But they did, they did cons- the patients did consent 
to uh, have their materials presented in uh, an educational way for music therapy, for understanding music therapy. So because they didn't have consent to analyze it, they didn't want to use it as research, they decided to um, work in a way or use the material in a way that would highlight their own personal views of music therapy. Um, So the um, Dr. McCaffrey began a reflexive process where she studied her own actions and observations and impressions um, that her patients did. So she describes that process and shows a demonstration of the art that was used and um, some of the discussion or comments that the patient made. And then looking back in her reflection, she had some responses to those comments, and then she looked at that. Um, And one of the patients that she described drew a picture, and the other one um, wrote a song. Or no, uh, um, sorry, the researcher wrote a song about the dialogue, the words that her client used in the session, and then her own reflections to those comments. Um, And it included a link to where you could hear a recording of the song, but I couldn't get the link to work. Um, So I was a little disappointed that I couldn't go listen to that. Um, And that's not really the first time I've had that problem on the Oxford University Press site. Uh, So I'm not sure how to find the supplementary materials. I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but... Anyway, uh, so I found this interesting. There was also a discussion in the conclusion. Um, and uh, I can, after reading this, I, under, I can see how art might help illuminate or create meaning. Um, the main value of this article to me was to help me understand arts-based research so that I can read the literature more critically because I feel like because I'm continuing my quest to have Journal Club, chances are I will be reading arts-based research again. Uh, Edwards even referenced that there's a special issue in 2016 of Music Therapy Perspectives that is going to feature arts-based research. So I'll be reading it again. So this has been really helpful for helping me to understand it in the future. And again, I do think that um, I can get more information about the work that I'm doing if I um, might use art making as a way of interpreting or understanding or expressing that information. So that's what I took from this this edition. Um, I have gotten a lot of feedback by a lot. I mean, like two or three people have commented to me either over email by my website, heartbeatmusictherapy.net, or running into me at conference and said that the journal club has been um, very beneficial to them. So thank you for letting me know that. I really appreciate that. Um, I know that a lot of people listen about, there's a, a roughly 500 people listening to each episode. Um, but I, I never know that until I go look at the stats. So I appreciate uh, your time and your comments and 
thank you for going on this journey with me. And uh, Dr. Megan Mascow, I hope your day's going well, and uh, I look forward to having you back for our next edition of Journal Club, which will probably be relatively soon. I try to give us a month to read the journal articles, and then we schedule a show. So next time you get a journal article or a journal in your mailbox, know that one of these shows is going to come up in about a month later. All right. Uh, As far as next shows, I don't have anything specific scheduled. I've got kind of a busy month coming up with conference and Easter and all of that happening. I did attend the online conference for music therapy, and I really want to do a show about that. So I'm either going to do a show or I'm going to write a blog post about it. Uh, So be looking for that. Let me know what you think and what you'd like to hear on the show at heartbeatmusictherapy.net. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and a shout-out to those of you going to regional conference this month. Have fun. Let me know what you learn. Bye.